hear the reverberation? Okay. Eternal God. <laughs> see, you don't, you don't even have to go up too close to it. You can see okay. right, right. There you go. Just be right, nice and relaxed. Eternal God in every age. Wait, that's the wrong one. <laughs> Eternal God, neither death nor life can separate us from your love. Okay. Okay. Now, you see how live it is. Mm-hmm. Next time you do it, mm-hmm. slow Eternal God, in every age you have raised up men and women to live and die in faith. That's all you need to do. So you could hear, I could hear you. Okay. And you did it right at the wonderful pace. Okay. You can roll when you do come up to your
Good morning. Good morning. I'm glad to see all of you. We've got our times adjusted right today. Daylight savings time has passed, unfortunately. Uh, we're delighted to have you here at worship this morning. Um, remember that there are pew pads in each pew. Uh, please fill it out. This helps uh, visitors understand who's in the pew with you. Also gives us a, a chance to uh, any comments you have on the service or special needs. Please let us know. And if you wish to talk to a Stephen minister, Lynn Hewitt is our Stephen minister this morning. We do have several announcements. Uh, Diane Brown. Just a very quick announcement to remind you that we are selling pies for Habitat. Uh, These are for Thanksgiving delivery. And also, if anyone would like to donate a pie for Calvary St. Andrews, we're taking orders for those as well. We will be selling pies this Sunday and the following two Sundays. Thank you. Lucian? Good morning. So uh, in case you haven't noticed on the calendar, Advent is rapidly approaching. So it's a reminder that uh, three weeks from now we will have our Advent brunch after the 10 o'clock service. Uh, We will be regaled by John Messenger and his quartet, and it will be a, a nice time for fellowship. So sign ups will be in Fellowship Hall. Um, truth be told, you can just show up on the day if you want, but it is a little helpful to just, just uh, to sign up if you can. Anyway, we'd love to see you there. Good morning. And since Lucian mentioned music, we hope that uh, you'll all join us this Friday evening at 7 o'clock. Uh, for the uh, the opening of our concert series here in the sanctuary with Cordancia. Uh, for, I know that some of you have heard Cordancia before. If you have not, uh, they're a wonderful group. There are about 35 musicians. They are Some of them are professional musicians. Some of them have other careers and just love to play. Some are music teachers. Um, but they have uh, put together a wonderful program for us. You can read about it in the bulletin, and we hope to see you here. Thank you. Friends, good morning. You might remember that last week we shared that Catherine Wegor will be 100 on November 13th. Some of you might have already picked up from our Faithful Deacons birthday cards that we have pre-addressed here, but as the choir and Dr. Frank prepare us for worship this morning, I will also be wandering through. If you just want to give me a subtle sign, I'll happily hand you a card. If you'd like to leave it in the church offices or give it to me after worship, I will mail it for you, or you can mail it from, from home at your convenience. Her birthday's November 13th. We really want to get her 100 birthday cards for her 100th. Thank you. Jim? There's not much space up here, Jim. Uh-oh. 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 You know, I get to wear a number of hats around here from time to time. And this is one of my favorite ones. Kind of dressed it up for the occasion here. Uh, the Stewardship Committee Men's Prayer Group and a few very dedicated volunteered spouses have created the consecration lunch that follows in the fellowship hall this morning. Reservations were not necessary today is this breaking of the bread following our communion. 
uh, is a part of your encouragement to be light. Do plan to join in the meal celebration. Here's what you need to know when we gather for the meal that follows. There will be two serving lines to the right and the left, passing through the corridor into the fellowship hall. Food's the same on both sides. Please allow a center passage for those that only want to enjoy the coffee hour. Yes, there's coffee and Presbyterian donut holes available. That'll be just in to the right. Go in and serve yourself. Um, And, of course, the sign-ups like uh, Habitat Pie Lady here, Diane. So those sign-up tables are still in the room to the left for our normal morning. Now, speaking of the pies and food, as you enter the room, you'll be selecting from sandwiches that include roast beef, turkey, ham, ham and Swiss, and tuna fish. They're available on an onion or a plain roll. And for the vegetarians, please ask one of your servers. We have cheese sandwiches available for you. Moms and dads, now there's some peanut butter and jelly station we set up to the right when you go in. We didn't want to make them because we know sometimes you've got to cut the crust, sometimes you cut them this way and that way, sometimes this way, and I wasn't going to second-guess that part of the meal. So other than that, once you have your sandwich, you can pass on to the final prep tables where tomatoes, mayo, mustard, onions can be added to customize those handcrafted sandwiches that were made this morning. Pop water juice also available. The last two items to know. The blessing of the food will be done, reminder, through your benediction this morning. And that other thing is a part of that golden rule we all learned in kindergarten. No pushing, no shoving. (laughs) Bruce, prepare us for service.
After this I looked, and there was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, robed in white, with palm branches in their hands. They cried out in a loud voice, saying, Since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us. Let us worship God. Please pray with me. Eternal God, neither death nor life can separate us from your love. Grant that we may serve you faithfully here on earth and be lights to others when the world seems to be dark. Then join us with those we love in heaven, where together we will rejoice with all your saints who ceaselessly proclaim your glory. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. On this, the day after All Saints Day, we are reminded that we are all saints. 
but even saints need God's forgiveness. And so together we can use this corporate prayer of confession that Callie will lead for us. Eternal God, in every every age age, you have have raised raised up men and women to to live and die in faith. We confess that we can be indifferent to your will. You call us to proclaim your name, but we are too often silent. You call us to do what is just, but we remain idle. You call us to live faithfully, but we are afraid. In your mercy, forgive us. Give us the courage to follow in your way, that when with those from ages past who have served with faith, hope, and love, we may inherit the kingdom you promised in Jesus Christ. We know that our old self was crucified with Christ so that the body of sin might be destroyed and we might no longer be enslaved to sin. Friends, believe the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Testament lesson this morning is quite brief. Those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. I'm going to invite children to join me up here in the front of the church. I hope you had a good time on Halloween. Did you all dress up in costume? What did you all go uh, Halloweening as? What what were your costumes? Two peas in a pod was your costume? Yeah. Anybody else have a costume? You did? What was it? Security guard. Oh, yeah. We could have used you here at the church. That would have been good. Yes. You were an angel. (laughs) It's hard for me to imagine. Well, I kind of dressed up, too, for logos. I I wore kind of this robe, and then I had a big tall miter about that tall, and I went as the Pope for a while. And then there were one of the boys here at the church who dressed up as a nun, so we walked around together. And I would sometimes say, you know, come here, dear, which kind of was very confusing to a lot of people. Uh, This is a very interesting day. Uh, Everybody thinks about Halloween on the 31st of October, but there would have been no Halloween had we really not had the church celebrating the day after Halloween, which is All Saints Day, which always occurs on the first Sunday of November. 
And that's why Pastor Kerry and I are wearing these white robes because we read about from the Bible how the saints in heaven all kind of wore white. And so we're wearing white to remind us of All Saints Day, which is actually the real reason. If we didn't have All Saints Day, we probably wouldn't have All Hallows' Eve or Halloween. And today is kind of a special day in the life of our church because we're not only going to remember all of those who have died over the past year here at First Presbyterian Church, but uh, some people are going to bring kind of their commitments of themselves. They're going to say, I would like to be a saint by serving God in this special way. Some will give information about money they want to give, other about things or mission projects they would like to do. And I want you to know that you're welcome. This is going to be here all day. There are some commitment cards or even pieces of paper. If you would like to say, you know, I would like to sing in the choir next year. Or I would like to go on a mission trip next year when they go do something. And, or you just to draw a picture of why you're grateful to God for God has blessed you. And you could put it in here along with everybody else's. And uh, the only other thing I would ask you to do, if you do that, write your name on it so we know that you did that. But that would be wonderful. And if you didn't get a light the last time or forgot yours because everybody else is going to probably be getting a light to wear like I have, you can grab one from one of the baskets on your way to Sunday school. Just don't knock the baskets over, okay? Let's give thanks to God for this special day. Lord God, we give you thanks for this wonderful day, a day when we can rejoice with all the saints, be they on earth or in heaven. Lord God, continue to bless us that we might be lights and bless the world. We pray it in Christ's name. Amen. Have a great time in Sunday school. Sure. Oh, yeah, you can. Second Corinthians 9. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. As it is written, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor, their righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion and through us your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. This service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but it is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Because of the service by which you have proved yourselves, 
Others will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and everyone else. And in their prayers for you, their hearts will go out to you because of the surpassing grace God has given you. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. The word of the Lord. Industrialist uh, Henry Ford took a vacation to Dublin, Ireland, where he was asked to contribute toward the building of a new orphanage. He promptly wrote out a check for 2,000 pounds. Then he picked up the newspaper the next day, and his generosity was in the headlines, but the paper had gotten the amount wrong. Instead, the newspaper in Dublin said that he had given 20,000 pounds. The director of the orphanage apologized and offered to phone the newspaper's editor and have the error corrected. There's no need for that, Ford said. I'll give you a check for the remaining 18,000 pounds, but only on one condition. When the new building opens, I want the scripture from Matthew 25, verse 35, that inscription placed on the building. Now, I suspect that most of you don't have any idea what that text is, so I will tell you. I was a stranger, and you took me in. Over the past six weeks, we, we hope that no one has felt taken in, but we have been encouraged to be light. We have considered encouragement to be lights like Barnabas, encouragement to be faithful students of Scripture, encouragement to be salt and light, encouragement to honor God's temple, encouragement to encourage others, encouragement to give of ourselves was last week. And today, it's just encouragement to celebrate God's gifts. The encouragement of enlightened hearts so that, the, as the Bible says, with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you might know the hope which he has called you, which are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints. Our hope is today that we can celebrate this encouragement that comes from God's word and that the world might be a brighter place, filled with light and hope and grace. Houses are expanding. Incomes are actually growing. Health is improving. And people are feeling worse. Maybe we've forgotten that money can't buy happiness. But generosity can. I mean, we've never had it better. And we've never felt worse about it. Or to borrow a phrase, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. That's the surprising state of affairs in our society as we discover that cash cannot create contentment and that possessions don't always provide us with peace. We've explored in the past uh, how what Grandma said is true. Grandma used to say, money can't buy happiness. I've thought about that. I don't know that she was quite right. Perhaps money can't buy happiness, but it can make life more comfortable when you are feeling miserable. 
Before we get too far in November, we will have the opportunity to vote. And some will feel that what we do at the polls will help some people determine their happiness too. Or maybe not, but how we vote may shed a ray of light or two into the darkness of political decision-making. Consider what George Easterbrook says in his book, The Progress Paradox. He writes that although life seemingly has gotten better if we look over the long haul, houses are more convenient, health care has continually had new discoveries, attention has been given to our environment, and that has now begun to make a difference, and places in our community have shown some improvement. There has been a drop in serious crime across this country. There have been decreases in such things as teen pregnancy and even drug use, no matter what you read. So why isn't all of this good news making us feel a little more joyful? Easterbrook has done some intriguing thinking and has some ideas about why we tend to feel rotten in the middle of our nation's great riches. How can we be simultaneously healthy and unhappy? He makes a case for that. For example, bad news sells. As our son tells us, who's a journalist, if it doesn't bleed, it doesn't lead. It's always a disaster of some kind that draws us to television news reports. And bad news is what keeps us glued there between the commercials. During a snowstorm in Washington, D.C. in the early 1990s, the local NBC affiliate changed the name of its weather segment from Weather Center to Storm Center. Well, guess what? It's now 2014, and the name of that segment on their news broadcast is still Storm Center. Bad news sells. We don't sleep enough. We should have been able to increase our sleep time by at least an hour last night. But Americans sleep an hour less every night than they did one generation ago. And if that's not bad enough, we sleep about two to three hours less per night than people did a century ago. Is it any wonder we feel cranky? And we're full of envy. I mean, every time I walk past a cash register, People Magazine challenges me and challenges you at the checkout counter, bombarding us with information about how some fortunate members of society live in order to make us feel envious. Even if we realize that we really don't want to be Justin Bieber. The solution to one problem creates another. Easterbrook describes this phenomenon as the unsettled character of progress. In order to be truthful, we now require all of these pharmaceutical ads to explain all of their side effects. So, this week, during a 6.30 p.m. news broadcast, I set my phone to record one of the ads... Right? So they were touting this great pharmaceutical wonder. 
And then, in order to comply with uh, required standards, they gave the um, side effects. The drug may cause nervousness, restlessness, excitability, dizziness, headache, fear, anxiety, and tremor. Blood pressure and heart rate may increase. You should check with your doctor immediately if you experience bladder pain, bloody or cloudy urine, or lower back pain. Additional side effects include cough or hoarseness, fever or chills, or conditions that may lead to drowsiness, headache, depression, accompanied by nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, or a mild itching and rash. This medicine is habit-forming, and chronic use will lead to dependence, swelling, and hives. And I thought, thank you, I'd rather die. We create this nationwide network of cell phones, and then we live in terror that some distracted driver is going to run us down in his SUV. We develop miraculous cures for diseases and worry then that we won't be able to afford them. The unsettled character of progress leaves us feeling very anxious. For these reasons and others... We're in a progress paradox. We're feeling bad while living well. And there's a spiritual component to the problem, one that's addressed quite clearly by Paul in his letter to the church at Corinth. He reminds people of the bountiful gifts they've received and encourages them to also give. The text has him reporting, God loves a cheerful giver. Actually, we translate that word cheerful. It is the Greek word hilarion, which means God loves a hilarious giver. This is a paradox. So how will it work? Paul uses an agricultural image. He says the one who sows sparingly will reap sparingly, and the one who sows bountifully will reap bountifully. Whether you're growing melons or mission projects, Paul is right. You cannot expect significant results without making some kind of significant investment. There will be no great harvest of pumpkins in the fields or people in the pews unless forward-thinking men and women are willing to sow bountifully by making significant investments of their time or their talents as well as their financial resources. In Robert Kennedy, his life, biographer Evan Thomas notes that Kennedy was a child of wealth and privilege and that he rarely, if ever, carried any cash. He relied upon various members of his entourage to always pick up the tab, and then he would try to settle up later. One day, Kennedy, a very devout Catholic, attended church services with a friend who dutifully placed a dollar on the collection plate in his behalf, only to hear a muttered protest. Don't you think I'd be more generous than that? Which raises the question... If your neighbor was going to put money in the plate for you, how much would your neighbor put in? So I thought we could have an amazingly unique experiment 
If we ask the people in the front of us or the people behind us in the pew to fill out the, our commitment cards for us <laughs> and then kind of bring them to the front. Yeah, that probably wouldn't work too well. I think I'd be looking for a new call to a new church by Monday. So you know, last week, a number of your church officers turned in their commitment cards a week ahead of today, as well as a couple of other folks. Three families who made commitments in the past but had not done so in 2013, 2014, did so for 2015. One family who had never made a commitment before made one for $9,980 in 2015. Three families decreased their commitment slightly for 2015 over 2014. Ten people will plan to keep their commitment at the same level in 2015 as 2014. And 14 are increasing their commitments for 2015. In other words, 31 families are saying that in 2015, as God prospers them, it is their intention to give to God through the ministry and mission of this congregation $127,395. You probably want to know who this is. I can't tell you. Seska records all this information and makes the totals available to me, but that is the limit of my knowledge. And furthermore, if you ever wanted to get in the church safe, Carrie and I do not know the combination. You would have to kill us. But to each of these who have already made a commitment, I say thank you. May God bless you and give you a level of peace and satisfaction that will nurture your hearts and help you sleep well and enjoy the world that God has given to us all. One of the cards that will be placed in here, by the way, comes from Bo and Pat Keller. Um, Bo and Pat are really both homesick. And though he was sick, Bo drove here this morning very early and gave his card to someone else to put in this church because he didn't want to miss the day. And I think there's another reason. He is grateful to God because I don't know if it's this week or next week, Bo and Pat celebrate their 50th wedding anniversary. When Paul writes that God loves a cheerful giver, What he says in the original Greek is we need to be a little more hilarious. So I don't know when was the last time you actually laughed as you sat down to write a check. Um, or got home tired but overwhelmed from serving others at the memorial service reception. That was a blessing. Or that your visit to Cameron was sad in some ways but so inspiring in others. I mean, maybe you're not at that level that will tip you over into hilarity. There are lots of different ways to give. Um, so many small mission activities in the life of this congregation. But to be able to be here for an evening from 7 to 9 just to sit with some of the Rain families and help the children through their homework. What a gift.
it's not just funds. It is how we give of ourselves that is so valuable and important. Hilarious giving is the solution to the paradox. On this All Saints Sunday, may the eyes of our hearts be enlightened so that we might know what is the hope to which God has called us, what are the riches of God's glorious inheritance among the saints. going to come a time for us to be able to bring our commitment cards to the front. We're going to actually have a couple of minutes where you can just be quiet and you can put your name on them if you want and we can put amounts for 2015. That'll be very helpful for officers that plan budgets. But you could also write on there things that you would like to do. Ways in which you would like to serve God, maybe through this congregation or some other way. But as Christians, we're really called to service, not called to be served, but to serve others as we have been served in Christ. So take a moment to do that. And then uh, we're going to sing the first last stanzas of a number of hymns, and Bruce will play them. And then you can come up here and put your cards in this church box. And we'll let it stay here, and then Seska will open it later. And then when you go back to your seats, uh, take one of the lights that you'll find in these baskets. Um, They're all wrapped up in small cellophane bags, so you'll have to not use the crimped end, but the other end will actually open. You can take the light out. You have to pull the tab on the light. may have to turn it clockwise a little, and you can wear it. Those of you who are creative may want to wear it on your ear or on your lapel or wherever. And I thought we should just light up the church today. It would be a wonderful, glorious thing. And then when you go to Starbucks later and people say, where would you get that? You say, well, I got it at church. We're trying to be lights in a dark world. We'll make the world brighter by the way in which we believe and what we do. Let's take a moment of silence.
Well, you do look brighter. Thanks for wearing some of those lights that we might make the world a brighter place. Thank you for your gifts of yourselves. Carrie, I know that you're going to be leading us in prayer. For that, we give you thanks. We have a number of wonderful prayer requests. We give thanks and praise for the lovely flowers on the retable from the Sowery family and their extended children, giving thanks and praise for the life of Nancy and her daughter. And I think we're also looking ahead to our birthday, Adam. And what I'm curious about is, is your Facebook picture you as a baby or is that Truett as a baby? Okay. It could have been you. <laughs> well, we give thanks and praise for your being a part of the Sowery clan for the beautiful flowers and the memories that that gives. We also are looking forward to continued healing for Eric Deedle. You might remember that we prayed for him last week. We give thanks and praise that he is out of the hospital after successfully removing his colon, and he was home faster than anticipated. We also give thanks for families that are celebrating other kinds of special birthdays. Many of you might know Lori Hill in our congregation, and today is her birthday, and she and David give thanks and praise for a congregation that supports them. Family pets are an important part of our lives. And so we give thanks and praise for their love and witness, and when they do pass away, we miss them. And so, Wilson family, we are thanking of Zuma in heaven and St. Francis's joy at having him amongst the creatures. We also give thanks and praise for a community that comes together and works to help one another. So we pray for children suffering from cancer and other serious illnesses. We're also praying for Peter Nicosia and his family his wife Terry and their two sons. Peter suffered a stroke this week, and so we give thanks for the people who are watching over him. Please join me in prayer, friends. God, our creator, by whose gracious will Christ Christ invites us to be saints together, we give thanks that we are numbered among those who have places in your heart. By your mercy, you have broken the walls that divide us, uniting rich and poor, people of all shades, the lame and the spry, the bright and the bland, the loyal and the disloyal. All are reconciled by the one who broke bread that night so that our separations could be healed. We give thanks for the love displayed in that hospitable act. We give thanks for Christ Jesus, who fulfills all that you promised. In him we have confidence that you accept who we are. It is he who redeems us in spite of our rebellion awakens us to your mercy, and invites us to participate in celebrating and sharing your joy. We can approach you with assurance that in Christ you will hear us, and we take heart that we still dwell in your favor. We're bold to pray today for conditions in our world that cry for your light. Poverty abounds. People are separated by poor decisions of all kinds. People languish without hope, and frustration finds inappropriate outlets. We pray for those afflicted and for ourselves that we might be an illuminating part of the solution and not a complaining element. Embolden us to hold public officials accountable for human welfare. Make us wise in the ways of compassionate mercy so that all your peoples might feel your touch. Make us the threads of hope, which when woven together by common endeavor become the tapestry of a just society through Christ, the giver of hope. 
and help us to welcome sinners as we have been welcomed by you. May your Holy Spirit empower us to be your hands and feet to those who are hurting today. Help us to draw near to those in pain and show them the lightness of your yoke. We give thanks for loved ones who are now at rest with you. Their faith in Christ Jesus helped transform our lives. We thank you as well for prophets and saints of all ages. As we continue our own quest to be obedient, help us to remember your presence throughout history and help us to continue to pass on your heritage as we teach others so that they might lead us. We give thanks and praise for Natalie Larson and Callie McLean this morning as they, in their confirmation journey, led us in worship. Eternal God, we bring offerings now, not because you require them, but because we want to express our gratitude, not to fulfill the law, but to demonstrate love, not to fund our pet programs, but to provide for mission and worship and praise so that your justice and righteousness might be known. Use these gifts to bring light into the world, comfort to those who grieve, meaning to all whose vision is clouded, freedom to the oppressed, and food of every kind for hunger of every kind. Please accept and multiply these offerings for the benefit of all who receive and all who give. Amen.
Thank you, choir, and thank you, Steve, for arranging those words for us. It was wonderful. On All Saints Day, I'm reminded that we will not be sharing this uh, supper just with those that are here. The word saint, by the way, is never found in the singular in the Bible. It's only found in the plural. There are saints who have gone on ahead of us. It gives me great comfort to think that at the heavenly table, my parents are there. Ted Pollock's there. Bonnie Thompson is there. Jerry Vestling is there. And here we join them. This is the Lord's table. It is not the table of First Presbyterian Church. All who put their trust in Jesus Christ are welcome to receive spiritual food here. Friends, our prayers of thanksgiving are responsive. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and our greatest joy to give you thanks and praise, O Lord our God, creator and ruler of the universe. We praise you for saints and martyrs for the faithful in every age who have followed your Son and witnessed to his resurrection. From every race and tongue, from every people and nation, you have gathered them into your kingdom. You have shown them the path of life and filled them with the joy of your presence. How glorious is your heavenly realm, where the multitude of your saints rejoice with Christ. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels, with prophets, apostles, and martyrs, and with all the faithful of every time and place who forever say, Holy, 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 Lord, You are holy, O God of majesty, and blessed is Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, sent to be our Savior. He, he took on our flesh and dwelt among us full of grace and truth. His words are true. His touch brings healing. To all who follow him, he gives abundant life. When evil sought to destroy him and he lay in the darkness of death, you raised him from the grave. He is our risen Lord forever. Except this, our Christ, our 
Amen. On the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord took the bread as I do, ministering in his name. And after he had blessed it, he broke it and said, This is my body, broken for you. Take and eat. Behold the bread of heaven, broken for you.
And in much the same way, after the supper, our Lord and Savior took a cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant, sealed in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. We're reminded whenever we do this symbolic act that every time we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, we do proclaim our Lord's saving death until he comes again. And we can also with confidence say that these are the gifts of God for the people of God.
Pedro, the cup of salvation poured out for you. Mark, the cup of salvation poured out for you. Doug, the cup of salvation poured out for you. Death, the cup of salvation poured out for you. On this day, we remember those of our fellowship here who have entered the church triumphant since we last gathered on All Saints Sunday. Robert Longyear. Jeanette Benson. Rose Morrow. Greta Garman. Jerry Vestling. Barbara Stouts. Richard Fuller. Jean Groff. Richard Cole. Robert Kirkwood. Ivan Enstrom. Patricia Beach. Marcia Murray. Michael Henning. Nancy Ram. Phyllis Wolf. Catherine Wiesenbeck. God of the ages, we praise you for all your servants who have done justice, loved mercy, and walked humbly with their God. For all those we have loved and lost, whose lives touched us and whose absence we feel. For apostles and martyrs and saints of every time and place, who in life and death have witnessed to your truth. We praise you, O God, for those no longer remembered, who earnestly sought you in darkness, who held fast their faith in trial and served others. We praise you, O God, for those we have known and loved, who by their faithful obedience and steadfast hope have shown the same mind that was in Christ Jesus. We praise you, O God. Keep us grateful for their witness, and like them, eager to follow in the way of Christ. Then at the last, bring us with them to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. Through Jesus Christ, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen.
for all the saints who from her labors rest for thee by faith before the world comes. Thy name, O Jesus, be forever blessed. there is lunch for all and there are some birthday cards if any of you want to fill them out and take them with you even to lunch and fill them Uh, I don't know that those who receive cards mind if there's a little mustard on them but that's okay (laughs) and I thought before we ask the benediction we pause for prayer for lunch Lord God we give you thanks for this day for the opportunity to have our spirits nourished around your table Now we ask that you would bless the conversation, the bread we break together, that we might be nourished by that as well and strengthened for your service. Bless our luncheon and may we be a blessing to others and be a light to the world around us. We ask it in the Master's name. Amen. Go in peace. May the love of God the Father, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the blessing of the Holy Spirit go with us and abide with us all today and in the life everlasting. Amen.
Thank you.